exalt the truth over facts. So the first thing I'm going to do is define three words in the title. Exalt the truth over facts. The word exalt, the first word exalt, means to hold something or someone in very high regard. To exalt. When we talk about exalting God, we are seeing God as above, as high, as higher than anyone or anything else. So exalt means to hold something or someone in very high regard. But it also means that when you exalt something, it has a higher rank, a higher rank, or a higher authority or a higher position than the other. So we are, in this teaching, I am showing you via the word that it is important, one of the keys, I believe, a big key in receiving what God has for us, is to exalt truth above facts. So let me define those two words. The first word is truth. Truth is anything that is real, or certain, real, or certain. In John seventeen seventeen, this is the this is in the gospel where Jesus is praying. Chapter seventeen of the Gospel of John, Jesus is praying the whole chapter, and part of that chapter is praying for you and I, for believers. And Jesus prays to his Father, our Father. And he says, sanctify them by your truth. Jesus prays that. He goes to God, Father God, and he says, sanctify them. Sanctify means separate them unto me. Consecrate them. Make them holy by your truth. And then the very next part of the scripture says, your word is truth. Your word is truth. God's word is truth. Victoria, when we were just chatting a minute ago, you were talking about when you read the word, when you're in the middle of a a difficult time and you just take it out and you read it. When your grandpa did that and the legacy that he has left your family is powerful. God's word is truth. And that needs to be settled, guys. That needs to be settled in your heart. That the, that the Bible is valid. That it is truth. That it is real. That it is certain. So the question is, do you believe it? Do you believe that the truth of the word is real? And secondly, do you believe that it's certain? So if there is a promise in there, and there is, that it's God's will to heal. Are you certain that that's for you? That's some of the questions we talk about, we delve into. We look at the word to, to um, confirm our answers. <clears throat> Is it real? Is it certain? Do you believe it? Well, a fact, because the, this teaching says to exalt the truth over facts. Facts are things that um, are known by actual experience or observation. And 
part of the 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 clarity that brings a fact into um, you know where we believe it is our senses, what we see, what we hear, what we what we feel, and then what we we put all that together in our intellect, in our mind. Scientific facts are based on observation. They're based on what is seen, what is what is um, um, studied. But it's in the it's in the natural realm. It's stuff that you can look at under the microscope as you put it together, test it through the pathologer, through whatever research resource you're using. But it's based on experience. It's based on observation, and the five senses are a big part of that. So here's the question that's going to get us going on this study. Where do we rank God's word of truth? We need to exalt the truth above the facts. Now, if you have a diagnosis, if you have a symptom, if you have an issue in your body or in your life, those things are factual. You can see them. You can feel them. The doctors can prove them with scientific evidence. But the teaching that I'm sharing today, biblical teaching, is that we need to exalt the truth above those facts. We need to give the word of God higher authority. That's what the word exalt means. If he says it in here, I believe it. I will not question God's promises or God's word. I will not wonder if his promises are yes for me. I will not wonder. I just choose to believe it. Our study, this, these are the books that Kent and I have um, published. And this one, the title is, is based on that, that fact that I, or that truth <laughs> that I just said. And that's that God's promises are yes. This is a Bible study all about healing goes to the Bible and it teaches you about healing. The title of it is, God says yes. We say amen. He heals today. And it's based on scripture. That title is based on truth. The truth is 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20. It says, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. Isn't that good news? If there's a promise in the, in the Bible... If there's a promise, it has been fulfilled through Jesus. And God says yes to it. He doesn't say no. If there's a promise about healing, and there is, the Bible says by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. And there's so many more. That's just one. The Bible, or the scripture says, if the Bible says it, God says yes to it. That's his, that's his answer. You don't have to wonder if it's his will to heal. If there's a promise, God says yes. Our part is to respond amen. Amen means I agree with you, God. Amen means I believe. Amen means so let it be done unto me, God, according to that word, according to that promise. Truth will never, ever change. But facts are subject to change. Me standing here is evidence of that. Because I had a fact in my life that said that I would not be here. I had a fact in my life that said I would be dead a long, long time ago. I was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer 15 years ago, and they gave me 6 to 9 months to live. 
That fact changed. Facts are subject to change. Truth isn't. That's why it's so very important to exalt God's truth, to In your heart, in your mind, in your soul, give it higher authority. Exalt it. Exalt it over the facts. Now, on your handout, you're going to see a lot of blurbs that are powerful. You might want to just star them or underline them or say, pay attention to this. And here's one of them. The negative or the first report that we hear about our health is not necessarily the final report. This is the final report. I've used this as my final report so many times. When the doctor has given me a different report, I literally, this is literally what I do. I get printouts of reports whenever I go to the doctor. I'll take that report, I'll put it underneath my Bible, and I'll walk with my Bible and I'll say, God, I thank you. I have the final report. That other report is under this report because the truth supersedes it. The negative or the first report we hear about our health is not the final report unless we let it be. The bad report does not have authority in our lives unless we give it authority. We give it authority by receiving it. We give it authority by speaking about it. We give it authority by exalting it, by by paying more attention to it than we are God's word. Now, the truth, God's truth, is full of life and power. Hebrews 4.12 says that. It says the word of God is living, is alive and powerful. The word of God, listen to this, holds the same power as God himself. It's part of him. It's who he is. John 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Wow. We're talking about exalting the truth of the Word. The Word holds the same power as God himself. Psalms 138 verse 2 says, I will worship toward your holy temple and praise your name for your loving kindness and your truth. For you have magnified your word above all your name. That's scripture. That his truth, we praise him for God's loving kindness for his truth. And his word is magnified. He magnified his word even above his name. Now what I want to address is the, the, the complication that we have as human beings because we live in the natural world with senses. Sight, ears, eyes, smell, touch pain, feeling, brains, and all that other stuff. So I'm going to show you two scriptures and what God says that we need to do. The first one is Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is the assurance, the title deed, confirmation of things hoped for or divinely guaranteed. 
And faith is the evidence of things not seen, the conviction of their reality. Faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. Now, because I've given you a, a, a biblical definition of truth and facts, I wish that last word, fact, said truth. <laughs> faith comprehends as truth what cannot be experienced by the physical senses because facts are connected to the physical senses. But faith believes what is not seen. Faith believes what we can't see and feel and hear and touch. Faith believes for the miracle before you see the miracle. Faith believes for the healing before you experience the healing. Faith doesn't depend on senses. If you, if you can already see it, feel it, hear it, and know it, then you don't need faith. But faith means I believe. I am fully persuaded of truth. And because I'm fully persuaded of truth, I believe before I've even seen the evidence in my physical body or before I've felt the evidence in my physical body. I believe it first. That's faith. And the the way that we can have faith, we've talked a lot about this in weeks past, but the only way, the only way that we can possibly believe in this amazing word is to know the giver of the word is to know God, to have relationship with him. I trust my husband. Completely I trust my husband. But that's because I know him so well. And he's proven his faithfulness to me. He's proven his love to me. And I trust him with all my heart. I trust God that way too. Because of relationship. This next scripture about faith is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. So what I'm separating here is truth versus facts. Truth, which is God's word, God's living, powerful word, and facts, which are those things that we live with, doctor's diagnosis, symptoms, pain, etc., etc. This scripture says, okay, how do we live this abundant life that Jesus gave us? We do it, By walking in faith, not by sight. Okay. Since we were little kids, if you have children or grandchildren, we see it so closely. Kids learn through their senses. But they've been taught, we were taught as kids, we were taught to focus on our senses. And that's a big, that's a huge part of our learning. And that's good for learning. That's, it serves an amazing purpose. God gave us senses for a reason. But when it comes to our walk of faith, God says we should not depend on our senses. We should not be moved by our senses. Faith is not activated by our senses. Faith is activated by truth. We need to keep the truth in front of us. We need to stand firm in the truth, even when, even when the facts of the bad report are huge. We need to stand in truth and walk by faith, not by sight. Even when there's huge things in our life that are 
contrary to the truth. Faith is now. In Hebrews 11.1, 1, the first word is now. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Now. Faith is present tense. Faith is new, is new and fresh and needed and required and important every day. I said that last night, didn't I, Dean? He was at our meeting last night. We need faith every day. I was healed 15 years ago, but I can't live today based on my faith from 15 years ago. I'm believing for new things today. I'm believing for promises that God has given me today, for today. I'm not believing, my, I'm not using my faith from 15 years ago. Faith is present tense. God's word and his promises are the evidence that I'm putting my faith in. This is where my faith is. Faith believes the truth of God's word before we see the facts change. So what I want to do now is go to the scripture, to the, to the Bible. We're going to look at Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 23. It's on your sheet. And I want to show you, according to the word, what it looks like to exalt the truth over the facts. Okay? So we're going to go one line at a time. My son or my daughter, give attention to my words. Give attention to my words. Whenever it's talking about God's word, it's referring to his truth. The word is truth. So this scripture tells us to give attention to truth. To attend to something means to take care of it. To watch over it. To spend time with it and to focus on it. So paying attention, giving it attention, attending to it, is, it, it's our choice. It's our choice to watch over it. It's our choice to focus on it. The next line says, incline your ear to my sayings. God's giving us directions how to exalt the truth. He's not telling us to pay attention to the doctor's reports and the pain. He's saying, attend to my word. Focus on my word. And then he says, incline your ears to it. Listen. Are you listening? God says, are you listening to my amazing promises? Are you listening, Cindy, to this really good news? Are you paying attention to it? Are you agreeing with it? Cindy, do you agree with me? Or do you agree with the doctor's report? Do you agree with me? That's the amen part. God says, yes, we say amen. Yes, God, I agree. I agree. Or are you waiting for your body to prove God's word? We don't need to wait for our body to prove it, to believe it. That doesn't take faith. After your body's already proven it, then we're celebrating. We're celebrating ahead of time, actually. But if you're waiting for your body to prove God's word, then you're actually exalting the facts over the truth. You're giving the facts higher authority or more importance than the truth. The next line of the scripture says, do not let them, do not let God's word or his truth depart from your eyes. Keep his word, his truth in the midst of your heart. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Don't let it depart from your eyes. Our heart is different than our mind. 
If God's word is just in your mind, then you very likely get tossed to and fro. You may know God's promise in your head, but then if you have symptoms or you're looking at that doctor's report, then fear and doubt and unbelief can capture your, you and, and take you a place that you don't want to be. We need to keep focused on the truth and exalt his truth over facts. And that starts with simply making the choice to do that. The next line of the scripture says, For they, for God's words, are life to those who find them. This is really good news. I love this part of the scripture. It says in this scripture that God's truth is life to those who find them. And that word life is the Hebrew word che. And that word means physical life. It doesn't mean eternal life. It doesn't mean zoe life, God's kind of life. It doesn't mean um, everlasting life. It means physical life. It means your, your brain works, your heart's pumping, your organs are working, your systems are working, you're living. It says in that scripture, it says the word is life to those who find them. And then the next line says, and health to all their flesh. And that word health means physical healing. It means health. And it also means medicine. God's truth is medicine. When we pay attention and focus on his truth, it's like taking medicine. And it's good for our physical bodies. I didn't know all of this when I was diagnosed with cancer. But I did focus on the word. My friend, her name was Jenny too. My friend Jenny gave me scriptures and I focused on them and I didn't realize what I was doing, but I was taking medicine. I was taking God's medicine. And the promise in the word says it brings life to those who find them and health and healing to all their flesh. I went from stage four melanoma with cancer through my whole lymphatic system to healed. And we have seen Person after person after person after person with the same end of the story. The final report, God's report. Verse 23. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. That word keep in some translations is the word guard. Guard your heart with all diligence. Now, this is a big deal. Guarding our heart. Our heart determines what we believe. The way that we guard our heart is by being careful what we feed it. Just like in the natural, if you feed your body junk food, you may end up not very healthy if all you eat is junk food. In the spiritual sense, if we feed ourselves on the facts and only the facts... And we just consume the facts. And we focus on the facts. And we talk about the facts. Our heart is not guarded. When we we focus on the truth of the word, we're guarding our heart because we're feeding it what's good for us. What God has given us that's powerful and living and has the, the power to bring us life and health. 
So if we feed our heart with just facts, you're going to probably get this, the, the spiritual sickness of doubt, unbelief, fear. But if you feed yourself the manna, the good manna of God's word, then that results in faith. Proverbs 23, 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. That's who we become. So as we guard our heart with the word of God, we become what the word says we are. So here's some godly advice. If, this, if there's only one thing you take home today, this would be what I would want you to take home. I believe in healing with all my heart. But if I'm fighting something in my body, I do what you do. I go to the doctor. And I have them, I, I, you know, get my checkups. I'm going next week for my yearly exam. Now we have a choice. As Christian believers, as Christians who know God's word, who know God's truth, we can go to the doctor. Um, okay, let, me just, let me just paint this scenario. Let's say that um, I'm experiencing something, some symptom in my body, and I'm going to the doctor. Now, I've been proclaiming the word. I've been believing the word. I've been standing on the word. So I'm going to go to the doctor and have whatever test he wants me to have, and my expectation is that that doctor's report will agree with God's report. Now, this is where this is, I'm going to share something that's a little bit different than what I've ever shared before. And I think it's so, I know it's so powerful. When we go to the doctor, we need to do something different. When we go to the doctor, I need to have my heart guarded with the truth of the word. So when I walk in, here I am with the truth of the word here between me and that doctor and that doctor's report. Now there's two possible things that might happen when I'm at that doctor. If Cindy is here and the doctor has a report, if I don't have the word of truth right here and that doctor gives me a bad report, it can shipwreck my faith. Even if I've gone in saying, I'm believing that doctor's report is going to line up with God's report. If it doesn't line up and if my heart is not guarded with the truth, it can shipwreck me and put me into a place of, God, what happened? It can put me in a place of questioning God's word, it can put me in a place of questioning his goodness. It can put me in a place of questioning me, my faith. What did I not do? What did, you know, it can just it can stir up a whole bunch of junk that, that is the enemy's ploy. But if I do the other thing, if I go into the doctor, same scenario, same symptoms, same whatever, same tests, but I go in with the truth between me and that doctor, and the truth says, it doesn't, okay, listen, The truth says, it doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what that report is. Because the word says, by the stripes of Jesus, I was healed. So it doesn't even matter what that report says. And then no matter what that report is, my faith isn't shaken. Because my faith is in God's word, not the doctor's report. The doctor's report is not the finals report. God's report is. So the gist of this is that we need to guard our hearts with truth. Yes, we all want that doctor's report to say healed 
We all want that doctor's report, and it will change. That facts have to change to come into alignment with God's word. But we can't get shipwrecked in the meantime. And if we have our guard over our heart, the guard of the truth, if we're exalting the truth over the facts, it doesn't matter what the doctor says. It doesn't matter what the report of man is. The report of God is your report. The report of God is truth. God's word is true, period. God's word says, by the stripes of Jesus, you've been healed. It's just a matter of time before those facts have to start lining up. Amen. Now, that being said, 1 Corinthians 2.5 is important. Scripture says that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Yes, we go to our doctors, and we're thankful, and we respect them. We respect their, their giftings, their qualifications, but realize that they're limited by man's knowledge and man's wisdom. God's truth supersedes that. It's important to put our faith in his word, not in the doctor's. It's important to go ahead and go to the doctors, but put your faith in God. Put your faith in his truth. John 10.10 says, Jesus came that we may have an abundance of life. Don't be robbed because your guard was down. The thief wants to steal, kill, and destroy. If you go to that doctor saying, oh, if I don't get a good report, I must not be doing everything right. Oh, if I get a good report, What's happening? Uh Uh-uh. Don't go like that. Go with the truth as your shield. Go with the truth between you and the doctor and that report. Okay, here's another important nugget. So if you're going to take two things, this would be the second thing I would take home. Take these home. Think about them. Here's the second one. We all love to feel and experience the presence of God. We all love to witness miracles and signs and wonders. We all love immediate healings. We've had some miracles in this room that just take us over the top. We've seen People in, in level 10 pain who have been in level 10 pain for years, completely healed. We've seen a lupus healed. We've seen back injuries that have been um, 20 years old, completely healed. We've seen blind eyes open. In this room, we've seen all that this year, guys. We love to see immediate signs and wonders. But... We don't always feel his presence. We don't always see instant healings or miracles. That's why faith is so important. That's why God's truth is so important. We can always go back to the truth that has been established in your heart. Faith doesn't go by what you see or feel. It goes by truth. Just because you don't see or feel God's presence does not mean that he's not there. It doesn't mean he's not working. Uh Uh-uh. 
The Bible says when we lay hands on the sick, they'll be recovered. They'll recover. I believe his word. The Bible says to go heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. I believe what God's word says. Jesus gave us authority. I believe it. If you think you need to feel God's presence or experience immediate healing, you're going by your five senses. I'm not saying that we don't rejoice, because we do. But we don't need that to receive every bit of healing that the people that have received that we've seen those immediate healings. My healing wasn't immediate. I'm every bit as healed as if it had been immediate. It was a six-month process. I am as whole and healed as I could possibly be, but it wasn't immediate. I couldn't see it when it happened. I didn't even know when it happened. I don't know that part. I don't need to know that part. I'm healed. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I'm whole. Faith is more important than outward signs. As we stand firmly and refuse to be moved, outward signs will come. If you think you must see the evidence before you receive it, you're contradicting your faith. Faith is believing what you have not yet seen. Mark 16, 18 made this Encourage you guys. Mark 16, 18 says, they will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Healing isn't always instantaneous. That doesn't mean things aren't happening. Recovery implies a process. Don't give up. That's what the enemy wants you to do. When we pray, when I pray for you, I don't always see the results. But even if I don't see the results, with all my heart, I am believing that God's work is working in you. God's power is moving in you. The Bible says when we lay hands on, that's what's happening. And when I lay hands on somebody and pray for them, I believe that the power of God is working mightily in them to heal them, to recover them. I just stand in faith believing with all my heart. And we see it time and time and time again. The woman that uh, came and testified two weeks ago that had a tumor on top of her head, her name was Norma. I met her one time before she had the surgery. She had a tumor on her head. When she went to have the surgery, the doctor said it peeled off like a sticker. He had never seen anything like it. It wasn't in her brain. It It was on her skull. It wasn't in her brain. It was on her skull. I laid hands on her about six days before the surgery. I could feel that tumor. It was big. I did not feel it go away, but I believe God was doing something, preparing her, and the doctor had never seen a tumor peel off like a sticker, completely gone with ease. When we lay hands, the power of God is working mightily. That's what the Bible says, and I believe it, whether we see it immediately or not. So the next big point that I want to make, is that until you make God's word the highest authority in your life, it will not have complete authority in your life. And if God's word is not the highest authority, 
than something else is. So, if you have symptoms in your body, whatever it is, if you have a bad report that the doctor has just given you, if you have pain, if you have something in your life that is so big that it feels like it's screaming at you, and we've all been there, that thing is, is almost speaking to you and saying, focus on me. Focus on me. It's so big, you can't not focus on it. If that happens, if that happens or when that happens, we need to say, stop it. We need to talk to it. We say, we, and then we do what Jesus did. We say, okay, I feel you, pain. I hear you, report. But it is written. God's word says... And then fill in the blank. God's word says, by his stripes I was healed. God's word says, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. I have that Holy Spirit in me. I have the resurrection power of God in me. So in my case, it was lymph nodes. So lymph nodes, you listen to me. God's word says that the resurrection of life is in my body, healing those lymph nodes. So you speak right back to that thing. And tell it what God says. Tell it what the truth is. Speak louder than those thoughts, those feelings, those reports. Don't let them have higher authority than God's word. Don't let God's word have second place. Exalt his word of truth. Elevate it over what you're thinking. I'm going to read right now just a paragraph out of this Healing Door book. Listen to this. Whose report do you believe? The report of sickness and disease, poverty and lack, failure and loss, or all those other things Satan will try to send in your life? Or do you believe God's report of blessing and prosperity, healing and life, success and favor? Just remember... The first report is not the last report. If you believe God's report, his arm of power will come through for you in the midst of every other evil report. And then he gives a scripture. This is Isaiah 53.1. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? And then... Um, Greg Moore goes on and he says, every person I know needs and desires the arm of the Lord revealed to them. The arm of the Lord just means God's touching and healing. God is there. He's comforting. God is there. He's helping. God is there. He's directing. That's the hand of the Lord. Everybody needs and wants that. But the condition for God's arm of power to manifest in our life is to believe his report. The report of his truth above every other report. Let me say that again. The condition for receiving God's arm of power is to believe his report above every other report. The problem for most of us is that when crises happen, we tend to believe what we see or hear in 
instead of the word of God. We believe what we're seeing, hearing, feeling above the word of God. And we need to reverse it. We need to elevate the word of God, the truth of God, over what we're seeing, hearing, or feeling. A couple more little nuggets, and then we're going to pray. Faith is not denying the facts, but rather exalting the truth. Isn't that good? Faith is not denying the facts, but rather exalting the truth and giving the truth higher authority than the facts. Faith is not lying. When you speak in faith, when you speak the word of God, we are not lying. So I might, in my case, I had a uh, diagnosis of stage four cancer. But when I spoke the truth of God's word, I'm not lying. I'm agreeing with God. That's a promise. And I chose to agree with God. Sometimes when you speak in faith, people say that you're lying. You're denying that they say the truth. Mm -mm. No, I'm agreeing with God. That's what I'm doing. I might not have seen it yet. But I choose to agree with God. Here's another helpful hint. It's not a bad confession to state you're having a physical problem. Sometimes we're afraid to speak that we have an issue. It's not bad to do that. The the issue is how we do it. The issue is how we say it. Because we can we can talk about an issue of life that we're having in faith. Or we can talk about an issue in life we're having in doubt. I'm going to show you both ways. I'm going to give you an example of both ways. Here's the first one. I know that God's word says that by his stripes I'm healed, but I'm really sick. I know that the word says I'm healed, but I'm really sick. That is doubt. I'll tell you how to to recognize it in a second. The next example is, I'm really not feeling well today, but the word says by his stripes I'm healed. Okay, here's the way to figure it out. Here's the way to know whether you're faith or doubt. It's what comes after the but. Whenever you see the word but in the Bible, whenever you speak the word but, the thing that comes after the but is what you're really believing. So if you say, the word of God says... I'm healed, but I really feel sick. You're believing the sickness. But if you change it around and say, I'm not feeling so good, but the word of God says by the stripes of Jesus, I'm healed. You're elevating the truth. So what comes after your butt? Okay. Here's some some great news. Truth will win if you exalt it over the facts, it will. Here's the last um, quote I'm going to read from this book. A couple approached my wife and me. Greg Moore is writing this. A couple approached my wife and me one day and expressed their discouragement over the lack of improvement in the husband's condition after several people had prayed over him and after several months of their holding on to the word. Many of us have been in that situation where we've been holding on to the word, where we've been receiving prayer, where we've been standing in faith. And they were discouraged. And Greg asked the husband, have you ever cut down a large tree with an axe? 
And he said he had. And then Greg asked, which chop of the axe brought that tree down? The man thought for a minute, and then he responded, well, I guess all of them. And I said, you're right. And that same principle is true when it comes to your healing. Every prayer of faith, every step of obedience, and every confession exalting the truth above the facts is another swing of the sword of the Spirit that will eventually cut you completely free from that sickness and disease. Your suddenly will come. Don't stop swinging the sword of the Spirit. Don't stop declaring your healing. Don't stop exalting the truth above the facts. Every chop of the axe was needed for that tree to come down. It wasn't just the last one that caused that tree to fall. The same thing as we're standing, exalting the truth over the, over the facts, as we're standing in faith, believing what we don't yet see, as we're laying hands on one another and believing that the power of God is flowing mightily through our prayer of faith. Everything that we do, every act of obedience, all of them go together. And your suddenly will come. That's for you, Flo. This whole message is for you, Flo. So we're going to close with this. Here's some really good news. John 16, says, I have told you these things, Jesus is speaking, so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering. It could say in the world there are diseases, there is pain, there are issues of life. But Jesus says, be courageous. Be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding. Jesus accomplished the victory. It's done. Victory is ours, not because of what we do. Victory is ours because Jesus won it for us. And our part is just to believe it. So the hard part is done. Our part is just believing it. Faith works. Have confidence in your Father and in the finished work of Jesus. Keep exalting the truth of God's Word, and your facts will change. That's God's promise. That's God's Word. I believe it with every breath that I breathe. Okay, we're going to exalt Jesus, and then we're going to pray. So let's stand up. Let's exalt Jesus together. Exalt means to hold something or someone very high. It means to, uh, to rank higher, a higher position of authority. We are going to exalt the highest one.